Today's guest has become a good friend of mine over the past year. If you're from Minneapolis, there's a good chance you've already met him or heard his work. Even if his name doesn't sound familiar, there's a good chance you've heard his music from one of his many projects. I'm very honored to have on this episode, prolific songwriter and producer, Ben Noble. Man, it's been a while, feels like, since we've, like, talked, talked. Yep. We've, you know, we text, obviously, but uh, um, I've been sick with, I got the, I got the Rona. Dog. A couple weeks back. Not fun. That was rough. But it feels like everybody, I was, I was just over at, um, do you know Taylor Marshall, by chance? No. Okay. He's, he's a Minneapolis artist, and he's, um, like, he was just on my, my, um, most recent episode that isn't out yet. Okay. Um, yeah. So but how, I was over how would at his I know place that and, if it's not out? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, no, do you know I, who he is? Because yeah. he's a Minneapolis guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, All right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I was I was over uh, at at his place afterwards, um, and I was making some music with um, his roommate Alex Delzer, who I'm buds with, and like. Just feels like everybody's kind of getting hit with some stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's like, going around. It's that time of year, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's it's weird because I definitely don't feel sick anymore, but I still have like a little something mm, in my yeah. in my skull. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's the, it's the leftover demons you just I got you, dude. Out, I guess. Yeah, I got my COVID booster yesterday, and so I've just been like dragging today. Yeah, you're like. Just standing stalwart and you're like yep i dare covid to come come at me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <clears throat> man yeah dude what do you want to talk about um yeah let's uh let's talk about uh music yeah cool cool and then we can talk about movies <laughs> um what's the most recent thing you've released because if people don't know um, you have quite a few projects. You have more than a few projects yep. that are always like that are always making things. Yep, producing things even. Yep. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll also say really quick before, uh, like, we know each other because you reached out. I, I I wanted to come back to that. Like, you putting that ad out was a big move, but like also you have been pretty proactive because the whole yeah. reason that we even know each other to the extent that we do is because you reached out and we're like, do you want to make some music? Yep. And then we did. Yep. And that's been a huge, that, that like changed the trajectory of what my 2022 looked like, you know? Heck yeah, so I think dude. we met in the spring. Heck yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but, you gotta, you just gotta, I don't know. Everybody wants to be reached out to, but nobody really does the reaching out. So, eventually yeah i mean eventually you just learn that like nobody's gonna come ask you to go to coffee or ask you know you just gotta kind of seek that out and it feels weird and it feels awkward but like i mean more than anything i'm not even like reaching out to people so because i'm just like oh i would like them to pay me money someday i just kind of want to have more friends so (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know yeah it's just especially like post-covid like oh for sure or not totally post-covid but it's just like yeah i 
COVID kind of put all of our relationship structures through a meat grinder and now we're just dealing with whatever's left. And so it's like, yeah, let's just <laughs> just rebuild this thing, you know? <clears throat> so I, I really don't remember whose idea it was, but just we started sharing each other's music and yep. it was like, oh, what are you working on? Oh, yep. okay, well, what do you do? And like, just, it was, it started from like a genuine, like friend interest mm-hmm. of like, oh, this person, which, which is something that I'm, I'm glad, if anything, like I think post COVID or post quarantine, whatever, like that, that definitely has changed a lot where people are more on the social media yeah. platforms. And so that's something that has started to just happen more frequently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm super slow at it, but I noticed that like a lot of people who are out there crushing are people who are just like, oh yeah, I saw this person's up to some really interesting shit and I decided to reach out and just hang. Yep. You know, and then you see what you see what comes from a hang. Yep. That that even can be like such a great starting point. Is just like I think you invited me over to, to like just see the studio. So yep. like, do you want to just come see it and we can just hang for a minute? And then and then you have and then you have a relationship that started, you know? Yeah. Um and yeah, everybody is like because then you have a connection where people are like following they're now interested in like, what are you doing? And you're interested in what they're doing. And so it just widens the circle of people who are all kind of like on each other's side, I right. think. Yeah. So. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird when it's like, okay, this, first of all, this thing, like music is art, you know, so we got to remember that. But then like, it kind of also blends into like being a hob, like a, well, obviously a hobby, but then like a job and like income source and then also there's like friendships and relationships involved. So there's, I mean, there's just so many different components to it. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I guess I've just found like, just be a nice person and make the best stuff that you possibly can and try to have friends, you know, but also like <laughs> the friendships are so that you can have friends, you know, like, Life is right, especially like I mean, the last bunch of years, I've just become more of a, or just more of my work has taken place just me in my studio by myself, and <clears throat> like I don't know, yeah, we say that like, oh, that's the dream, that's super awesome. You don't have to see people, which it, it's pretty nice <laughs> a lot of the time, but yeah. like, you definitely when you work somewhere and you see the same people every day like it or not, you feel like you're in community and you have friends. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, yeah, as has been my experience, but then also with so many people that I know who do the same thing, right? We're just kind of all in our studios by ourselves all day. Like, you do start to really miss having like camaraderie and stuff. So, yes. So, yeah. And, it's hard to like keep both, you yep. know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think what's awesome about running a studio is the like running your own space and having the work pour out of that is the ownership aspect where it's like everything is, everything is centered around your workspace and your workflow. Like that's a beautiful thing, but then you risk like missing out. It takes uh, from, from my experience, just since I've started doing more stuff out Mm -hmm. of my remote workspace, it's like the more I miss just seeing people, you know, Yep. It's like I love when people come over and we work here, but 
it doesn't happen all the time. And so much can be done remotely, which is great. But it's like I end up making just a lot of plans to start a project or to just hang or to like go to a show. Otherwise, you just won't see people. Yep. <laughs> you need to like keep that <clears throat> network strong, basically. Yeah. So yeah. And so yeah, that's kind of been my experience partnered with like, I mean, I had two kids in my 20s, which that'll just isolate you real quick right there. Just by itself. <laughs> Because literally, man, you have a kid and all of your 20-something friends are like, okay, they have a kid. We can never invite them to anything ever again. <laughs> you know, talk about like people just assuming you're busy all the time. Like, yeah, I would, man, I would, I would honestly go in saying like probably the bigger driver behind my like going out there and putting myself out there and getting friends is probably actually more from the kid perspective, you know? Um, yeah, <clears throat> most people don't have kids when they're in their twenties. At least in today's, at least not in, now <laughs> in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean, people like, are waiting longer and longer. Yeah, and in some ways, like you're almost kind of like a social pariah, and it's just like, oh, the kid, the kid guy, you know, just. <laughs> but like, honestly, it, it's kind of funny now seeing a lot of my friends starting to have kids and it's just like, yeah, you, you, you get a little glimpse into what my world has been like these last seven, eight years, you know? Um, and yeah, like, I mean, I love my kids. They're my everything. Um, it just, yeah, it, it puts a strain on your ability to have like convenient relationships, you know, or just like the convenience of being able to see people easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just like people can show up, whenever yep you know like they maybe could when you were when you were just kicking it with no kids but yeah i mean you just you just figured out if i don't put myself out there nobody's gonna (laughs) oh gosh if i don't ask my friends to hang out nobody's gonna want to talk to me (laughs) so yeah yeah and i think yeah you just have to like let people know because people will assume people will assume something you know yeah and if it's like he's busy he has kids he's busy yeah. Then, then yeah, you'll never, you'll never get to hang. You'll never yeah. get to like see people. You'll never get to like make plans and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because people will just assume that, and it's probably because they're doing it for you. They're like, oh well, he's busy. We're not gonna like bother him. Yeah. But I always try to like err on the other side where I'm just like, hey, no pressure. But like, like when I reach out to people that I'm like ninety percent sure are busy for things, mm-hmm. I'm like, no pressure. But there's this thing. If you wanted to come hang, mm-hmm. that's cool. But no pressure. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you hear back, and sometimes you don't. But uh, yeah, I think people appreciate getting the getting the text. You know, yeah, we're all a lot more lonely than we let on. I would say, and yeah, I mean, I guess That's one, yeah, one thing that I like, yeah, having kids super young has been pretty wacky um, and unconventional, but like, it's really it's forced me to create lifelong skills, such as yeah, reaching out to people. You know, like that's something that I'll take with me forever. And it was just kind of formed by that experience in my 20s, you know. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't ever necessarily get to that point. Here's another part about it. Like like my, I don't have, so I have a sister who lives in town, but I don't have family in town other than that. Um, and man, in Minnesota, everybody's family is here. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> you, and so like, I don't know. And not, not like everybody has like amazing relationships with their family, but <clears throat> it, I definitely see how it becomes like a relational crutch for people. Um, mm. Cause yeah, there's so many times on weekends where I'm like, cool, maybe I'll put myself out there. Maybe I'll see if my friend wants to hang out. What are they doing? Oh, they're with their family. You know, like, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, as somebody who doesn't have family here, that's always been sad. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's it it does kind of like make it just kind of forces you to like make your own family, you know. And <clears throat> um, while I would love to be in the same city as my family, it just things haven't turned out that way, and. I think I'm, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just forced me to be more relationally putting myself out there. So, yeah, I've wondered about that too. Cause like, I, like obviously I've, I've, I've lived in Minnesota my whole life, but every time I travel, I like that aspect of like you're kind of on your own and mm-hmm. you have to decide to make life happen. You have to make yep. interactions and yep. moments happen. It's like you got to, you have to be way more proactive when the network isn't just built in for you. Yes. And it's up to you to decide like who to befriend, who to reach out to, who to try to work with, yep. where you want to live, like, you know, all, yeah. who you want to share, like who you want to be brushing shoulders with and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's something, I feel like there's definitely something to be said for that. Like the lack of an infrastructure there when you show up to a, a town that you're not from kind of, prying that out of you mm-hmm. by nature of just like well i have to if i want to survive the yeah. way that i want to live you know yeah because yeah otherwise like maybe there's some people who are just super introverted where they're like oh this would be great to like go somewhere where nobody knows me but mm-hmm. i don't i would go just absolutely crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah so for me it's like i always like when i lived in like when i started living around the minneapolis area mm-hmm. like like I was close enough to Minneapolis to where it wasn't scary, but I was also far enough from family to where you have to like create your found family basically. Yep. And that's a good feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like another step into, uh, in, into like adulthood, like owning, owning your adulthood, I think. Yes. You know, making your own life happen. So yep. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said for that. Yeah. And even like, I mean, for people who are geographically, and relationally close with their family, those relationships change over time, you know, and like you still need to, I don't know, the relationships need to continue to be updated because we all change over time and it's good that we change because we learn new stuff, you know, and um, yeah, I feel like being in a place where you don't have that built-in family just kind of, it just kind of is more of a catalyst for figuring out what you want from other people and stuff, you know, because it's not just readily available so anyways basically exactly what you just said just in different words (laughs) but through your lens yeah yeah yeah. so real quick to highlight like i want to i want to quickly like pivot if that's cool to a uh like to focus on some of the plethora as i said of, of projects that you have like what's the most upcoming if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how to word that. Not the most recent, but like what's the newest thing mm-hmm. that's about to come out? Well, <clears throat> basically I just got my next record mastered and it's all done. So 
Yeah, baby. Heck to the yeah. I think I saw you post something about like the guy who mastered it, and now yeah. him and I follow each other. Oh, cool. Because I like went to his website, and I was like, yep. whoa, this guy yep. does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll just put his name out there. It's Darren Vermas, um, V-E-R-M-A-A-S. And <clears throat> I've worked with other people in the past, and the people I've worked with in the past have just kind of always, or I don't know, when you think about mastering an album, you're like, okay, this is literally the last person to touch it. And what this person puts out, like, that's what it's going to be for like the rest of it. So like you, you want them to like care about it, you know? And at least with my first two records, I had other people master it who kind of just didn't. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't want to single anybody out. Um, <laughs> if people want to do their own research, go for it. Anyways, my first record, like I would definitely go to that guy again. He was great. Uh, second record, he was not great with communicating with me, and I kind of got the vibe that like he was too good for me in my music, and that he was mm. stooping down to my level to finish this off. I'm probably making up a lot of stuff from limited interactions, but <laughs> all this is to say, working with Darren has been great. I've worked with him pretty much all my clients. I try to send his way when I get mixes done for them. Um, but then like he mastered my Glass Echoes record that I have with Chris Bartels. Um, and yeah, just like wants to be involved, wants to like be kind and like just really wants to make sure that you like the end result and it's super approachable. And just, yeah, just an overall really quality dude. So shout out for that. But yeah, so that that record's done. Um, now I'm just getting ready to figure out the release process for it. Um, basically what's going on there, I'm going to print vinyls for it because Ooh. nothing says... F you Spotify better than <laughs> a totally outdated form of media that takes a lot of physical effort to do that is, believe it or not, like somebody could spin your record a million times and you would not get any 0. 0.035 cents. <laughs> you wouldn't get money after they spin it. You know? <clears throat> but, oh, dude, I mean, I could, I could bitch endlessly about how streaming services and playlists has just oh really ground my gears man <laughs> just <Yeah>. like <laughs> i saw this there's this band not name, naming any names went to their spotify page they've been releasing music for like four years and they've released like 12 singles and i'm like <laughs> that's the stupidest thing i've ever seen in my entire life like <laughs> but so many people are doing that they're like following that model you that's know? literally all that it is now you know where where it's it's almost like releasing your music is seen as the same thing as posting a yep. a thing on social media yep. where it's like how is the algorithm going to pick this up how are we going to get as many clicks yep. you know like when you when you post something you're thinking about how how do we get as many people to see this thing as po or how do i get as many people to see this thing as possible right when when you're posting <clears throat> nothing but singles i i feel like the majority of that process is just like how are we going to promote this on socials and how, like what playlists are we going to push hard to get on? Yep. You know, cause you don't get a record on a playlist, you get a single. And so they just keep making them. <laughs> yep. And if you want to get on a playlist, you need to make music that sounds exactly like everything else on that playlist mm -hmm. or else you're not going to get it. You're not going to be on the playlist because the whole right. point of a playlist is for everything to sound the same. Um, so then we have people out here. It's a it's a real it's if I if I may if I may it's a real I was I was talking with somebody about um, painted art 
yep. and talking about kind of the same thing. How like if you're making, if you're doing graphic design or illustration or you're painting and you're doing that on social media and you want to blow up, or even if you just have found any sort of moderate success with like people liking what you do, what starts to happen is there's a, a mental switch where now your creative process involves what do people, what are people going to like? Yep. Like what are the people who've liked XYZ? Yep. What would they like to see? Yep. And that wasn't part of your creative process before. So now you've introduced this element that's thinking about how is this going to be received, which has nothing to do with the actual art. Right. Little to nothing, yep. you know? Yep. And I feel like that's kind of what, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like that's kind of the same struggle that like we're feeling right now with yep. this, this sort of landscape of just nothing but singles. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. What's well, cool though? Vinyl has been coming back for years now, and it's like it hasn't been more popular since basically pre CDs. Like it was like pre CDs, and then CDs came out, and then streaming and stuff. And <clears throat> people can see through the bullshit. People can see through. Oh, this guy's been releasing a single every <laughs> every Friday, and um, <laughs> and again, I. I'll I'll redeem myself a little bit later, but just like everybody's tired of it, I'm I'm tired when I look at my Instagram on a Friday and it's just like all these all these people just it's literally and like these are people that I love dearly, like cool and but it's just like okay this model of just always having to. Like, first of all, we're not musicians anymore. We're content creators, which I hate content creation culture. It's so stupid, so stupid, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I mean, you just think about, okay, of all the people out there that are posting stuff all the time and releasing singles, like how many of these people actually like could have a vinyl with their name on it? Like maybe 10%. Okay, that, that's probably too low. And like 20%, you know, like vinyl mm -hmm. is our culture's reaction to streaming and cheapening music. I mean, even, yeah, you, you think about a playlist and it's just like song by this artist, song by this artist, song by this artist, right? And you're just like, you're skipping through and like, yeah, maybe that's great for, for if you're like, if you need lo-fi beats to study to, right? But right. it has its application, you know, it has its place it, and it has a context. And, but vinyl is like, no, I want to listen to this person. Right, I could be listening to anything out there, but I'm literally going to take this record and put it on and have it spin all the way through, and then flip it over once it's done. And like, it's it's just saying like, there's still a human connection element. Like, we want to see the world from artists' eyes sometimes, you know. And like that, I mean that that connection was what music was originally about. You know, I just hate where things are going, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we're also, this interview is being recorded right around Spotify artist rap day or whatever. Just Yeah, I just got my rap, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, first of all, I have so many problems with Spotify. I should have switched streaming services like seven years ago. I hate Spotify. But I'm still on it because I'm an idiot. Um, <clears throat> but like, I don't know. I see all these people. Oh, okay. It's just like, yes. Let's quantify art. Let's quantify value. Okay. And <clears throat> so then we've got artists that make music for playlists and their streams are out of control, right? They have 
so many streams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm throwing myself under the bus with this because I have two or three projects just for that. You know, I have a piano mm-hmm. project. I have a lo-fi project, right? Those are literally only for the purpose of doing that. But I'm not posting that as like a, look at how many people in the world are listening to my music. It's that, that's, you know, I do it to hopefully get some money, (laughs) you know, but But it's also, and it's, and it's also a creative, it is a creative venture in and of itself because like, it's not the same style of music that you're doing before just curated for, you know, like you curate the hell out of it and Mm -hmm. fine tune it so that it gets plays. Right. It's a specific genre of music that, that happens to be big on like playlisting in a particular like niche. And I don't mean niche in the sense of small, but like it has a it has a corner. It's a slice um, of popularity. Yeah. And if if it's a Friday night, you're not gonna like go to like a bar and watch somebody play neoclassical piano music. (laughs) 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 You know, like Yeah. But it's great for like I mean, I put that on those playlists on for my kids every night, you know? Like Yeah. It's I I get Oh, I just get so frustrated because I'm connected with a lot of ambient musicians and power to them. Their streams blow mine out of the freaking water. Like, (laughs) just not even in the same universe. So many more streams than me. And I just know that every single song on my catalog probably takes 10 times more energy (laughs) to make. Yeah, yeah. There's like a different workflow if if your primary... Revenue, I guess, would be like if your primary revenue was was like cranking out uh, like lo-fi beats to study to, mm-hmm. you would get so fast. Yeah, like there would be so little time spent on each one over you know over the course of time. Like by the yep. end of a year of doing that, you you would do one in like you would do several probably in an afternoon. <laughs> right, and I have a piano project with my friend Chris and. I literally played these things onto my MIDI keyboard and I just popped out four ideas in two hours and then I sent them over to Chris and then he sent them through his piano samplers. So it's completely not real at all. And one of those songs got onto Bath Piano Playlist is what it's called. And it has like 500,000 streams, like more than my whole pretty much. <laughs> it's It's the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest thing ever and i just would love if we could just all just realize yep it's dumb these numbers don't really mean anything um and right because it's not like fan numbers necessarily yeah i mean it's it's similar to tiktok you know like tiktok you can get 80 bajillion people to watch your thing but none of them are actually going to connect with you like they're mm -hmm. just on to the next tiktok it really is the exact same struggle because like i know so many people who or like, yeah, this this one random thing that I didn't give a shit about popped off. Yep. But what about these ones that I actually like? Yep. <laughs> like people aren't watching these ones. Right. You know, it, it's like the same exact sort of struggle. Yep. You know, with when your work is all passing through like a wall of algorithms. It's, you know, <laughs> it's obnoxious. And yeah. So then, why do people? Why is vinyl making a comeback? Because we all want something to be real again. And. Mm-hmm. That's great. So anyways, I'm putting my record on vinyl because I ain't a bitch boy who makes singles all day. <laughs> right? I make I make art, Derek. I make art. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I see things in terms of 
yep, I got something to say. I'm going to say it. And Mm -hmm. the surprising part is it it doesn't really ever take off. (laughs) But you know what? At the end of the day, at the end of my life, I will look back on these records that I've made and be like, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful that I chose to do that with my life instead of just chase what's hot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and honestly, there's nothing that's fair about any or all of this. It's just like some people are going to get lucky. Some people are going to have their second single that they ever make just magically find its way onto all these playlists and get millions of streams. It happens. And and there's no explanation for it yep. sometimes. It's just like... yep. Spotify picked it up, put it on their playlist, Dude. and then it and then it blew up, and it leads to it leads to X Y Z. Yep. Um, but sometimes that it's the same thing with uh, social media, where like mm-hmm. I've seen people get crazy success on a few posts or even just one yep. thing, and then it drives them crazy, like the, it, it mm. drives them insane mm-hmm. because they're like, "What am I doing wrong?" Mm-hmm. And it's because the because that then sets this false standard of like, "Oh, this is what I'm capable of." It's like no, <laughs> the algorithm just like ate it, like devoured uh, that thing and put it in front of you, every man, woman, and child on the internet. You looked just hot enough in that video, <laughs> right? It's like it's not your fault that everything else doesn't have a bajillion yeah. views. Yep. It's it's the algorithm's fault for fooling you into <laughs> thinking yep. that like this is what you have to now do to get a bajillion views on everything else. Dude. You know? And let me just tell you, I feel like I've told you this before, but my secret to success and the greatest blessing that <clears throat> I've ever received in my trying to build a music career is that nothing batshit crazy has ever happened <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm never going to have to co- like, yeah, I quit my job to do this seven years ago. Right. And I've been hustling, mm-hmm. hustling, hustling ever since. And yeah, there've been cool things that have happened and that I'm super grateful for. But at the end of the day, I'm just still like a nobody on the internet who anytime I try to book a show, it's just like pulling teeth and I'm looked on as like a little tiny worm in the dirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like what's cool is, I've always had just enough things feel like they're working out to keep going. You know, like yeah. I've always had just enough opportunities, just enough, like even just like income, honestly, like just to, to, to be like, yep, this is still worth doing. I'm going to keep doing it. And like, because nothing crazy has ever happened, like it's kind of always kept me really grounded. And like, I think that what I do has value and that my skill set is valuable. But I also, have had people for seven years tell tell me that I should be doing this for free or that I should be like, like you're insane for thinking that you can charge people lots of money for this, you know? Um, but so it's, it's kind of like, because of that, I've, and this, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's like, I've always kind of seen myself as worthless, but just worthy enough that like, <laughs> it's allowed me to continue to be desperate enough to work really hard and learn as much stuff as I can and make as much stuff as I can to where then like now I'm at the point where I don't have imposter syndrome anymore because I know I can do this and I've like, I can do this because I've done it and I've done it time and time and time and time and time again with all these different kinds of people and all these different genres and styles and different ways of working. 
right? And so at this point, I'm just like, I know my worth. And if I play a show for zero people, it's not going to kill me because it's just like, no, like I know that I'm just like, I know that I'm a nobody, but like I have found purpose and meaning in my life in that space of feeling like a nobody, you know, like I've built my life around that. And like, I've built a life that I enjoy, you know, and like, because of that, it's just like, literally, if anything crazy were to happen, I would see it for what it is. I would see like, this is a crazy opportunity. This is so cool. I'm going to enjoy every single bit of this and be so freaking thankful for it and realize that after this, I'll probably go back down to being a little worm and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think we've talked about this too, of like, if you can't, if you can't, like if you're discontented and angry at everything around you because you're not super successful and you're not playing X, you know, like mm-hmm. you're not playing venue X, you yep. know, and you're not playing at, at these things and you're not opening up for this artist and all this sort of stuff. If you're yep. not happy doing the thing you're doing, when you get that, it's like what makes you think that you're going to suddenly be happy? Right. You're going to find something else to complain about, Yep. you know, and I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Where it's just like they're never happy mm-hmm. even after they get the thing that they thought would make them happy. Yep. It's like, yeah, the problem's you. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. You know? And so being happy with your career. And I think too, like hearing you talk about this, it's like building success out of that feeling of like, I don't know how worthy anything I'm doing is, or like, I don't know if this is ever going to really measure up. Building success out of that is like such a crazy, huge asset to mm-hmm. like your view on everything, mm-hmm. because then then it's like nothing is really gonna shake you at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I came out of nothing. Yep, you know, it's like uh, it, it, encountering encountering low like lowly stature or nothingness is not scary, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not like you're living your life in like paranoia of like, but what if this doesn't take off? What if this isn't crazy successful? Yeah. What if this doesn't get X amount of plays? It's like, you're cool with it. And I will say nothing for me, the place of nothing is like, I have a super supportive wife who's like, yeah, Ben, you can quit your job to try to build a music career. And so like, I mean, I've had her in my corner this whole time and like, would not be possible without her, you know, because I've taken mm-hmm. a lot of years of very little income, you know, and not everybody has that opportunity. Um, and actually, this is something that I was talking with my therapist about recently. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, a lot of times we look at things in life and we say that's not fair, right? Because surprise, surprise, life's not fair. Um, <laughs> but for everything that we can say that about things that we see with other people and things that other people get crazy opportunities they have successes etc etc like we say that that's not fair they didn't work as hard for it as i have been working at like i've got a lot of that's not fair moments that i've benefited from you know like Mm -hmm. and like it just makes me be like yeah no i'm i'm super grateful and like I, i have a life that i joy pretty much all the time not no i i i I just have a life that is nice that i get a lot of joy from you know and i have a career 
that like I can see myself just continuing to pour into for decades, you know, and it gives me satisfaction and fulfillment. And it's just like, at the end of the day, does it really matter that booking agents see me as a, as a worm or like, no, like I'm good. Like I have a home studio filled with stuff that I dreamed about having once, you know, and I have two amazing kids that I love. I have a wife that I love and we live in a house, you know, it's just like, there's so many, so many things to be grateful for, you know? Yeah. I was talking with, uh, this is actually something that, that got me really amped up from, from talking with Taylor Marshall was like, mm-hmm. every now and then I'm reminded of this, that like, you may not feel like, like, cause it, it, it rarely feels like we're like, we're, we're in a place in our lives where we're like, oh, I'm living the dream. Yep. But you're living some of your dreams. Like yep. you are living a dream. Yep. Because I, when I was younger, I fantasized about making a living doing music. Mm-hmm. Like I had teachers that said like, that won't work out. And I was like, it's going to be really great if this actually works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's like, fuck off. It worked out, you know? Yep. And, right. and how awesome that that you have like, like a house is a dream. A family is a dream. Yep. You know, like making a living doing this in the first place is such a huge, like I, I literally yep. remember thinking like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to do it because I'm just young and I don't understand the world. Yeah. And knowing that like, it's actually, that's where I'm walking now. It would blow my mind if, if like I could travel to the past and just like deliver a message to like 16 year old me, which is literally <laughs> 10 years ago. Like if uh-huh. I could go back 10 years and be like, hey, just so you know, like you get to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, I would shit my pants because yep. it's like back then that was the dream. Yep. You know. Yep. It, it, and it never, it never really feels like it in the moment that it's like, oh, this I'm living the dream. But it's like at one point this was the dream. You know. Exactly. And so it's it's good to kind of be like you're saying, like that gratefulness or like that that self awareness, even of just like this isn't really fair that I get to do this, mm-hmm. but how awesome. Yeah. That, like. I actually get to do this. Dude. You know. 100%. I'm, I'm glad I'm not like in a mine somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Honestly. Or like crawling in the sewers underneath the underneath the city or something like that. Like yep. that's all stuff that has to happen and I didn't end up having to do it. Right. You know, I get to I get to do something that feels like so it, it really is just like one of those things you would fantasize about. It's yeah. It's like we actually get to do it. How cool. You know, you get to make things. Yeah. And I would say another part of like the blessing of never having anything crazy happen is like, like you see like, okay, there's nothing different about me than, yeah. I mean, like I see the trash truck people come every Friday, you know, like there's fundamentally nothing different between me and them. I feel like there are people who have lots of success, especially earlier on. And then they're like, well, I guess I was just meant to be an artist and I was just meant to have everybody shit themselves over everything that I touch. And, (laughs) you know, like that person probably sees the trash drug people. They see the barista at the coffee shop. They see their Uber driver and be like, I am fundamentally different from you. And that's because of this thing that I've done, right? Because I was born to do this. And like... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's some bitterness in me towards people who appear to have think 
Well, okay. Let's let's just say like okay, freaking Taylor Swift, right? Breaking the internet because she's selling tickets for her upcoming tour, like yeah, and yes. I mean, essentially doing that for fifteen years, you know, like so. Then, like I guess I I like see her and I see that, and then yeah, I'm trying to book this show, and I'm like, yep, I don't know if I can even get a hundred people to come here, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> and just thinking about like, okay, if Taylor Swift has a hundred million people that see her on this upcoming tour, and I can't quite get a hundred people to come to a show, does that mean that her music, her work, her life is a million times more valuable than mine? No, it doesn't. But boy, howdy, does it feel like that sometimes? Because <laughs> that I think that's how our brains are, in a lot of ways, wired to to work. Yep. You know, to see like the, like our brains are really good at seeing the utility and the purpose, like the functionality of things. And I think yep. as artists that can really trip us up because it's like, okay, well, this person is finding more objective success mm-hmm. than I am. Yep. So they must be doing the thing better than me. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes that might be true. Mm-hmm. Um, aspects of what they're doing might be better. Aspects might be worse, but mm-hmm. like, it's so much more nuanced than that. And our minds mm-hmm. will sum up. Our, our, another thing our brains do is like they sum up like this person is really good. Like say, let's say that Taylor Swift is just like the best like pop artist mm-hmm. the world has ever and will ever see. It's like that is one of like probably hundreds of thousands of aspects of her as a person. Mm-hmm. But what our brains do is go like that equals better person. Like that makes yep. you a better person. Yep. And it's like so not the case, right? You know, and and we become envious of somebody's entire life mm-hmm. because of this one thing that we see. Yep. And it's like she might be the most anxious person on the planet, and you would not want to trade spaces with her or right. anybody for that matter. It's like somebody that you see who's finding success. For me, I have to stop myself constantly because I'm just like I wish I had that, or I wish I. What's worse is I'm like, I secretly wish I had that, but I I tell people, like, I, I poo-poo it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever express that I actually am envious, but I yeah. am. Yeah. So I have this envy. I have this jealousy for this this person's situation in life, but they're envious of somebody else's. Mm-hmm. We take this one aspect and be like, I would like to be in their life situation. It's like, you probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really probably wouldn't. <laughs> right. You know, because yeah. everybody feels that way. Yep. who has success where they're just like stressed out about XYZ and wish they had a different set of circumstances. Exactly. And so it's just like, there's no, and that's why I think like all the times we talk about just like being able to, being able to be confident and secure in your place of not being hyper successful, breaking the internet type mm-hmm. of artist. You don't have as many roadblocks with that. Like yep. you've had so much practice already at, processing that feeling of like envy all the all these feelings of like of jealousy and like maybe i would be better off in this situation and it's like we we process that all the time because we're Mm. not breaking the internet (laughs) you know yep um and that's that's like such a crazy benefit because like you have to be able to do that to be like to to like survive as a human being Mm. you know yep um so i think it just helps live a more normal life too. Like it, it helps you to just be able to maintain mm-hmm. a, a good sense of like normalcy in your life to where you can be. Cause like uh, otherwise, how would you even begin to like own property and like 
Mm. have a family, you mm-hmm. know, and be there for all the things in your life if you yeah. couldn't even handle, you know, something as basic as just like, this person has a thing that I want and that's going to eat me up from the inside. Right. You know? Yeah. It's true, dude. But like, I mean, I think about this sometimes, like, what do I have that, say, Taylor Swift or like Justin Bieber or something? Like, what do I have that they don't have? I can go to a coffee shop they can't, you know, if they go to a coffee shop, they probably have to have security come with them. Or like if they go to a coffee shop, they got to freaking like put on a hood and sunglasses or something, you know, because literally everybody knows what they look like in the entire world. I actually think that would probably suck, you know, <laughs> like real talk. Yeah, that would probably outweigh the perks of having everybody worship you, you know, like, yeah, or like, like the the paparazzi circuit where it's like pictures of your kids are in magazines and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, ugh. Like, yep. ugh. I don't just want like, that. Literally, you just can't have an off day. You can't have an off moment. And I'm just imagining, yeah, if you're one of these super high profile people who've had all this success, then yeah, you're just like sitting at a coffee shop and then one person finds out that you're there and then Everybody all of a sudden knows, and then they're all swarming you, and then you just have to leave. Everybody in the tri-state area is there suddenly. <laughs> and then you go out onto the street, and then somebody on the street's like, oh, shit, it's Taylor Swift. And then everybody freaks. Right. You know, and just like, it's kind of nice knowing that that's literally never going to happen to me. <laughs> like, it's nice. <laughs> like, there is there is a blessing in, like, just being completely unrecognizable, you know? Just being a nobody is a huge, huge gift. So. Yeah. Or at least that's what us less successful people delude ourselves with. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've told ourselves. Yeah, that's how we soothe. I also think it's something that like you probably, I think most people, regardless of their situation, would end up wanting that. Even if people, like there's probably celebrities who are like, no, I love having people just gawk mm-hmm. over me and, and yep. just like swarm me. Like they love that. Yeah, I'm sure that there's people out there like that. But I think most humans as we get older desire more privacy as time goes on. Right. Once you start thinking about, because most people also start wanting to do stuff with their families and they, like, yep. they, they just want that level of like, I want to do my thing. Yeah. And just, and have a thing that isn't everybody's, you know, yeah. I want that privacy to where my life isn't public anymore. And yep. so, yeah. So I think that like, even if people want that, eventually you're going to want it less, mm-hmm. you know, you don't yeah. want everybody to know what's going on with your family. You don't want everybody to know where you shop. You don't want, you know. Totally. And so I think it's for the best anyways because I, I I think that human beings generally want it to go that way. Yeah. Anyways, so. Yeah, uh, so that's those are my thoughts on fame. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. There's some big <clears throat> hot takes we got in here. Hot takes. I didn't expect it to go this way, but I'm, <laughs> I'm loving this. Um, Yeah. Ultimately, there's a reason why my music will not be at Taylor Swift's level because a lot of it's weird and a lot of it's weird and experimental. And hella right, you're not even you're trippy. not writing the same style. Yeah, you know? I'm. I mean, it's it's been cool. Like I've been able to build my quote unquote business around things that aren't directly my Ben Noble albums. You know, so then like I can just actually be creative with the stuff that I make. I'm not trying to fit it into a box to be a product at some point. Um, but like ultimately with my Ben Noble stuff, like that's the stuff that people in the world see me doing. And they're like, that's 
who Ben Noble is, right? That's, 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 it's just like a resume, you know, creative resume. And so it's like the more that I follow my curiosity and creativity with that stuff, like the more I'm making authentic art, creative art, hopefully art that like honestly doesn't sound like everything else. I don't want to make stuff that sounds good on playlists, you know? And I feel like because of that, I do know that there are people who legitimately connect with my music. And we're, we're talking about numbers, like maybe 100 million people go to a Taylor Swift concert. Maybe 20 people go to one of my <laughs> concerts. But like, those are like real ass people. And like, I just think about my wife Becca's gone to pretty much all my all my shows, you know? And like, mm-hmm. technically she's just one person, but it's like... <laughs> It's this stupid, or it's not stupid. It's just the cliche thing of like, to the world you may be one person, but to one person you may be the world. You know, like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, like there's that, like an intimacy with that yeah, following, even just from an artistic perspective. Like we all have our artists that we like connect most deeply with, right? Most of us are never going to meet those people in real life, but like, there's something about art, especially with music where it's like, I want this to feel like it's just me and that person, you know, like mm-hmm. then it, it like it cause, cause it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think about some of the artists that I've connected with the most over the years. And like, it is just kind of like when I listen to them, I'm like, it's just me and Sufjan Stevens in the room right now, you know, like yeah. we're just hanging out, you know? And so that, but so then like, I don't know, then you, then you go to a concert and then you see thousands of other people and it's just like, it, <laughs> it almost feels awkward. It's like, wait, I thought this was our thing, but obviously, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but, but then even like, if you meet one of your heroes, then it's weird because it's like, Hey, I know all this stuff about you. And like, we like connect in my living room when I listen to you. And this person is just mm-hmm. like, I have no idea who the heck you are. <laughs> you know? Right. You right. know, which for, that's an interesting aspect of fame too. Yeah. And it's like the one-sided relationship of it. It's kind of funny because I've actually had glimpses into that with my music and with random people on the internet. Like just because I I joke about how I'm a worm and that nobody I'm self-deprecating, but the reality is like my music is out there and it's been listened to a lot of times by random people on the internet and a lot of random people on the internet, like have really connected with it and like, connected with me because of it and like I don't know it's it's just funny to be on the other side of that you know because it just like yes to me you are just a random person on the internet but like I don't know like so this this one person took one of my songs that's like all acapella there's like five or six vocal parts for the whole thing and she Mm -hmm. just like literally recorded herself doing the entire thing all of the parts (laughs) And she she just like tags me on Instagram and I see it and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this person, like she really got up in there, you know, like, and I mean, she did an incredible job with it. I was just like, this is insane. This is so cool. And again, like to me, she's just a person on the internet, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, I like to think that cool. Maybe this person like really connects with this thing that I made, you know? Um Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. And so like for those reasons, it's like there's nothing fundamentally different between me and Taylor Swift, you know? Taylor Swift is arguably better looking than me. <laughs> but <laughs> um like That's what you think. <laughs> she makes stuff that <clears throat> connects with people, 
it just that connection happens like that depth you know that just happens with more people in the world you know and mm-hmm. um she can build an empire because of that and i can't but like yeah at the end of the day all of my needs are taken care of i'm making stuff that brings me a lot of joy in life like i have a setup in life that is actually really pretty awesome you know so you could say that yes i am successful and I've had a lot of things go my way. I've had a lot of opportunities that not everybody gets. And I've worked my ass off to get here. But also, like, I've had a lot of things go my way. So, man, we just t- took a trip. Hot takes, bro. We just took a trip. <laughs> yep. Um, we've definitely got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I also want to take a moment to um, highlight some of the stuff that we were talking about where... Um, you might have shows or stuff coming out that you want to promote. Is there any of that stuff nope. that you want to to plug plug away? I would say my two biggest like creative projects right now are well, under my own name, Ben Noble. I have a few records out already. And then, yeah, I have a new one coming out. I'll probably be releasing my first single from it on my birthday, which is February 3rd. And I made a, made a music video for it. And I actually shot it and edited it all myself. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I just got inspired, you know, and I have a decent camera and I just went for it. And yeah, I'm hella digging. So that's so, so yeah, awesome. So that'll be coming in February. I'm going to probably do another single in March, another single in April, and then record release probably end of April, maybe beginning of May. And then I'm potentially working on another couple videos <clears throat> for those. Um, and then, yeah, vinyl, that'll probably be ready in April at some point. So hopefully have it in time for the release. Um, so yeah. that's that's the big thing. The other thing, I do a lot of music with my friend Chris for this project called Glass Echoes. And we have yeah, one record do. out. We have another record and a half that's been made. We started bringing our friend Matt Patrick, the legend, the lord of music. The man himself. Yep. he's He's come in on a bunch of tracks with that, and that's been incredible. I just... What he brings to the table is amazing. So that'll probably come out later in the year. Like it's all done, but like Chris has a big record coming out in the spring and so do I. So we'll just push it back. Um, So yeah, those are the two big creative outlets. Um, But then the other thing to plug would be that I do a lot of producing and I do a lot of mixing and I love to do that with whoever would want to. I mean, we kind of talked about my goofy social media posts the other day but like yeah i don't know i I love that post just like let's be silly and let's call the internet what it is it's ridiculous as it is and Mm -hmm. in spite of that hey let's do this if anybody wants to do stuff just let me know so so they can dm you oh dm away especially and that's at ben noble music on instagram right is it ben noble or ben noble music ben noble music hit him up yeah. Could, who knows what it could lead to? Who knows? It could lead to never knows. It could lead to making a record or so mm-hmm. in a few months. That's what happened with me? So yeah, <laughs> I'm very. Hey, which hey. is the thing I didn't really mention all that much, but like us starting to work is a huge reason why I started to do so much work remotely and started to think of myself as a producer. So yes, um, I also just want to say like thanks oh, for like yeah like leading by example and just being like oh yeah because when i look at your journey on releasing all the music that you have out you've got a bajillion songs out now between your own projects and other people's projects that you've worked for like it just you decided 
I'm not doing this thing that I that I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So screw it. I'm gonna start doing it. Yep. And also something that like I, I heard from um, I forget uh, might have been Ryan Lerman from uh, Scary Pockets, but like he's like I want to be prolific. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I I just want to do this one thing. It's like yeah, I want like I love making music. Yep. And so there's just this deep desire to just go out and like do it. Thank you for leading by example. You're oh, a yeah. you're a huge huge asset to the Minneapolis community of musicians. It adds so much. So <sighs> I'm crying. I'm not crying. Thank you though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I I will say like I'm just following in the footsteps of other people. You know, my friend Chris Chris Bartels. I've talked about him probably a few times already. That's who he was to me. You know, I mean, other people. Matt Patrick, huge force of encouragement to just like go out and start doing stuff and even just saying like, mm. hey, you actually can do this, you know. Another one, Aaron Ingram, another studio dude. He told me to quit my job and I believed him. <laughs> so and then another dude, my my friend Michael Shines, like that dude just is always, 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 always making so much stuff. And he loops me in on it and I'm super grateful for it, you know. And it's just like, yeah, if you surround yourself with people who are who are prolific you're going to be more prolific just because you're trying to keep up with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Surrounding yourself with like the right people is so huge. Yep. Cause <laughs> believe it or not, Derek, there are people who say that they want to make music and that they want to be musicians. And then they actually buy a lot of musical equipment and they have all these like things and these goals and these dreams and they never actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just buy the merch. Believe it or not, there are people with nicer gear than me that will never make anything that will see the light of day. Yeah. And that's really sad. It's a tragedy. Yeah. Yep. I just want to be like, can I just take all of your gear and give it to like this 18-year-old dude who has so much passion, but he doesn't have like the money to buy stuff. You know, it's just like right. freaking who's, who's making fire like yeah. fire stuff on his like cheap HP laptop. Totally. <laughs> Like you know. Anyways, that's a to- that's a topic for a different podcast. But yeah, it sure is. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. But at the at the end of the day, okay, I like to throw shade at people, myself, other people. Everybody's just trying to do their thing, you know. Everybody's just trying to make their mark, whether that's actually making this a career or just like like doing stuff. And we all do it differently. We all have different influences and different styles and different approaches. And at the end of the day, I just want everybody to, I just freaking want everybody to like get to do the thing that they feel like they are supposed to do, you know? Yeah. And honestly, like, I think that's my favorite part about producing, like, because everybody who I work with, like they come to me and the project to them is this dream and it just seems so unattainable and like, just seems like it's so far out there. And like, because I've done this, 80 bajillion times, like I can see the whole process and how it's going to work out and then get to the end and be like, yep, here we go. We did it. But like, they can't quite see it. And I know that because that's how I was when I was in my early days. And oh man, just getting to that point where it's just like, oh man, we did it. We made the thing. Just, yeah, seeing how people can be once they do that. It's just like, I'm, it's like, I'm super proud of them, but I'm also just like so happy for them because it's like, yeah, I mean, music and art and following your dreams like these are all gifts and like i just feel like they're a lot more within reach than a lot of us start to think 
You know, we just got to like, we just need a person to help us get there sometimes, you know? And yeah. So I, that's probably my favorite part about being a producer. I just love getting people to where they have something that they're proud of. Yeah. You're an enabler. Yes. Yes. Hopefully not in bad ways. The best ways. kind of enabler. <laughs> a good kind of oh an enabler. <laughs> oh Shining gosh. a light on how much people are actually capable of, I think, yep. is, is a huge takeaway for me. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Realizing, like, should I? I mean, that happened a lot in, in some of our conversations a few months back when we were, mm. like, producing um my my lo-fi ep was mm -hmm. like should i try this and you were like you definitely should try this mm -hmm. like take a swing at it and yep. like i don't know a lot of a lot of just passing things of like trust your ear because like you actually know what you're doing you know yeah um and and just i i feel like that stuff can be infectious too like yeah. you start to you start to want to pass that back around where it's yeah. like you you highlight other people's skills and just remind them sometimes of like, hey, you know what you're doing, so mm -hmm. behave as though you know what you're doing sometimes. Yep. It's you know, just so. shattering the imposter syndrome for other people sometimes. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. That's a good That's a good way to end it, I think. Yeah. So thank you for being on. It's yeah, been dog. a pleasure. Heck yeah. And uh, let's talk about... Uh, Two months from now. Yeah, dog. <laughs> we'll re we'll reconnect. It's been uh I'm sorry it's been so long. It's just uh been sick. So yeah, it's good to hear your voice again. Yeah, you too. Sweet. All right. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit stop on this. Mm -hmm.